Koppel, host of the Time for Coffee podcast, where you get firsthand career advice into the jobs and industries that interest you the most. And before we start today's show, I have a quick favor to ask you. If you haven't already, I'd be incredibly grateful if you give us a rating and a review on iTunes. And if you're like me, you need to do it now because you'll forget later and because it's the best way to help others who may be in search of career advice to find this free resource. So press pause if you haven't done it and do it right now. I'll wait. Thanks so much and enjoy today's show. Hey there, Java Junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or ten minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career double shot K-Cup with my guest, Christopher Lockhead. So speaking of careers. You're thrown out of school at age 18. What were your early career experiences and how did you start? So my mother worked as a essentially an administrator, uh, sort of like a uh, an assistant to the head nurse in the major hospital in, or one of the major hospitals in Montreal. And so when I was about 16 or so, she got me a job there as an orderly. And so by 18, I was thrown out of school and kind of all I had was that job. So I did that job and I worked in a working class neighborhood in Montreal with a roommate. And as you can tell by the guitars behind me, I love music. And I had been in bands since I was a kid. Uh, We actually got a record deal when I was 14 and we did a bunch of touring and we won a bunch of this and that and the others and all this sort of stuff. And so I was on that creative path. And the interesting thing about it is all credit to my mother, Jackie, while they didn't diagnose these things while I was in school, my mother had an intuitive understanding that these grades I was getting made no sense. And so she kept trying to change me, but mostly change the environment I was in. And she found a school in Montreal, Andrea, public school. We didn't have any money. We grew up poor. I was like delivered newspapers from the time I was uh, 10, single mother. I mean, it's a very common story. And so she found a public school where 50% of the curriculum was music, art, and drama. And what happened in a very real way for me was as the world's primarily of math and reading and science and all of that, where the doors were literally shutting and I was getting Fs, I was able to find this other one. And this public school had wonderful teachers in these areas. And so I got to be in plays and I got to learn to play the saxophone and I got to be in the choir. And then I got to do solo singing and then I got to do more music, uh, more instruments. And then I got, you know, the lead in the play and on and on and on. And so as the traditional education world was collapsing on me, this whole other creative world was opening up on me. And I became, I had a domain where I was successful at the exact same time where I had the traditional educational domain where I was literally failing. 
And I began failing in grade four and failed all the way until I was 18 and got thrown out. As you well know, being in the field that you're in, when the world tells a child that they're stupid, bad and wrong and that they don't fit and there's no place that that child can find or make, bad things happen. So I think that's an important thing to underscore. So working as an orderly and I kind of have this aha. Well, I could shave guys' balls for a living or I could start a company. And I had a friend named Jack. And he had gone to work for a small software startup. The personal computer was just taking off. I knew very little about any of this shit. And uh, as I was struggling, he came and said to me, you know, I don't like working for this little software company, but I have an idea and you're the right guy to help me start this company. Let's go in and be partners and start a company doing custom development and training and programming and the like in personal computers because these things are exploding and nobody knows how to use them. So how were you the right guy? Somebody who played guitar, sung, you know, or acted in, in plays and shaved guys' balls. So other people have to sort of assess this, but I was entrepreneurial from the time I was born, pretty much. And so yeah, I managed our bands. You know, I did all that sort of, sort of stuff. I had a, I launched a little newspaper in school and always had a paper route and then my paper route customers became babysitting customers. And I understood, oh, well, if you treat customers really well, then that leads to more business. And I became friends with a lot of the parents and kids that I babysat for. And that became a wonderful contributor to my life. And, you know, so I sort of got very early this understanding of, well, you serve people well, good things happen for you. And the more you serve people well, actually beyond just the economics of it, you know, it changes your life. And so I had that experience as a very, very young kid. And so I think what Jack understood was, as my grandmother May used to say, I've kissed the Blarney Stone. So Jack was like, look, I'll they handle said the, the same thing to me. My grandparents said that, that I kissed the Blarney Stone, too. And are you like me? Are you the kind of person that you could be standing in an airport when we used to do that or, or, or anywhere? And all of a sudden somebody comes up to you and they just start talking to you. No, I'm the one that comes up to them and starts uh, talking to them. Well, I'm not that person. I'm <laughs> okay. I'm I'm a bizarre, what people call it, introverted extrovert. So I'm not going to come up to you. But if you come up to me, I'm going to be very welcoming and talk to you anyway. And so bottom line is Jack thought I could sell and market the business and he would handle the technical stuff and away we went. And that's what we did. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to this latest episode of T4C. And if you're interested in learning more about my coaching services for confused college students and recent grads, feel free to check out the Time for Coffee website under the coaching tab at time, the number four, coffee.org or text me at 202-236-5712. That's 202-236-5712. Thank you.